Welcome to the Mortal Realms, an Age of Sigmar story phase. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narrative in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the Realm Gate this episode are... I'm Davey. I wasn't going to make it tonight because I was uh, involved in an endless spelling bee, but I bumped out on Geminids of Ulgish, so here I am. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm Aaron, and I was going to make a burning head joke, but I was told it was too inappropriate. And this is Eric, and we're making memories in Malign Sorceries. Uh, in this episode, we're in the wake of the great necromancer Nagash's cataclasmic works. Wait a minute. That sounds right. Nobody noticed. You got it. Okay. (laughs) The mortal realms are awash with the flood tides of magic. This surge of arcane energies created new sorceress artifacts and empowered wizards of all races, enabling them to cast fearsome spells of unimaginable potential. Potency. Potency. Potential. Potential potency. If you're watching us on YouTube, like this video and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening as a podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. Like and share this episode on social media to introduce more people to Age of Sigmar lore. How are you doing tonight, Hentelman? Man, after like a wide range of technical difficulties again, I'm excited to finally meet. Me too. Me too. Davey seems real excited too. Yeah, real, real good. <laughs> real, real. Real, 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 real good. Real, real, real good. All right, everybody, uh, buggy baby, bumpers. I mean, we should have done this before we hit the button. Ah, all right. Yeah. Deep breath. So, we are, we are uh, popping out slightly later than we wanted to. Necroquake knocked down one of our episodes. Yeah. We'll come back to it. We are going to get back to it. Yeah. So. Uh, but tonight, this episode, we're going to be talking about Malign Sorcery. Uh, one of the um, expansions that came out with uh, Age of Sigmar 2.0. Um, alongside Soul Wars, and uh, changes the face of magic as we hardly knew it. Sure, yeah. So deep statistical analysis of the uh, pros and cons, points efficiency of all the spells. Is that what we can expect? Get ready. Nailed it. Sure. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, So um, uh, what have you guys been working on uh, since the last time we chatted or they heard us talk? Guys, let me tell you, I don't know if anybody's ever put it together, Citadel Wood, but those things are awful. I mean, they're fine, but they're terrible. Putting those leaves on and like getting all the lines like filed off. I'm doing one of them and I need like three, uh, and I'm very demoralized because it's a rough go. Why but, do you need three? Three trees on the. Oh no, you're talking about for silver. Three actual, wait, three sets. Actually, yeah, if you yeah. bring a wildwood. I'll tell. Well, no, yeah, that may be the the regular reason that most yeah. people have, but actually, I need three because the old eighth edition wood elf book needed three of them, and that's the mindset that I'm still in. That's why I bought <laughs> oh. them in the first place. So. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that everybody could hear what what the line of thinking is because I knew it wasn't. I play Sylvaneth. No. <laughs> or I play games. No, also no. <laughs> Gross, ew. Yeah. But, but uh, your Wood Elves, from the world that was, sure. uh, need some place to hide. Need a yeah. place to hide, yeah. Yep. Sure. That's cool. That's it cool. makes perfect sense. In it's narrative. You're all right. You're right. I, I put some of those together, and the, the, every time I would bring them into the store, I'd come back, I'd have to, you know bring a handful of the leaves back with me separately to I've, reattach. I found the trick is uh, you, you get one leaf bit on, and then you use that bit to support the next leaf bit mm. on, like, another piece of tree. And you just sort of go around in a circle, each one supporting a little the bit, previous. A little bit of a leaf zanya. Sure, yeah. Um, I, I wish I could just leaf them alone. Damn it. No. I'll come up with it. Come yep. back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Break off of this line of... Yeah, I think. I mean, I think tree puns are probably second only to fish puns. Uh, true. That we saw from the latest releases. Um, Davey, what have you been up to? Uh, well, 
a little bit of a number of things. I did a little bit of work on my Sky Wardens for my KO. Uh, I've been inventorying my Slanesh. There's a um, there is a Escalation League going down. I'm not going to be able to attend it regularly because of my schedule, but I thought I'd like to pop in. It's at the store real close to my place, and uh, I thought it'd be good, a good excuse to. I have to rebase for the second time my Chaos Knights. Uh, when they first Ugh, came out, yeah. they went from rectangles to ovals, mm-hmm. and I went with the ovals that corresponded with the old cavalry bases sure. that they're on. And then uh, then when they actually released them oh. rebased onto rounds, it's like, no, these guys are actually... They look better on the bigger rounds. I can see it's more appropriate for their size, but it's uh, still demoralizing to have to do that. But Roof stoof. Tell me more about uh, 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 inventory. What, what's your inventory <laughs> process like? Uh well, actually, I've been. I, you guys do this. I know. We, like, use the Azir app and add yeah. up. Like, here's here's everything I've got. Sure. Here's everything I've got painted. Here's everything. You know, just kind of adding all that up. So, okay, gotcha. Uh, I have a lot of armies that are sitting somewhere between one thousand and fifteen hundred points, hmm. and uh, I'm constantly tempted to start a new one. Uh, and what I actually need to do is bring one of those actually to two thousand points. <laughs> to do you? Uh, I mean, I don't have to, but uh, the, well, it's one of those that one. Until sometimes until you have options, you have more options in a given army. Yeah, like it it just becomes more fun when you have options and things to play with or somewhere to go with it. Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, those extra points are just potential, right? Yeah. 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 And uh, what I'm there's just between slaves of darkness, host of slanesh, and some other things. There's there's a number of ways you can build out. Try some different things. There's enough variety there. Um. What's been frustrating about Ko is that there's just not a ton of units and a lot of them yeah. overlap in, in purpose. So as my brain thinks like, Oh, well, if I build out here, really the options are like, well, I could build some different weapon options for this unit or, you know, like there's, yeah. there's not as much exciting uh, development on the horizon. Plus presumably Slanish can be getting a whole bunch. Have of you thought about allies? So yeah. you could start a new army, but the allies or works well with, Yep. Something you already have in a faction. Or so, in a- so two routes on that. Again, with the, the Slanesh, um, I've got that. I don't think Slanesh can ally with KO. Just so, I mean, I don't know a lot about the rules, Fair. but I, no. I know that much. Yeah, no, that's valid. Um, with the with the Slanesh force, I've got the Psygor in yep. there. And I've or I've got like a Brayherd unit. I've got a couple stuff on the shelf. So uh, kind of build them out, use most of my ally contingent on those dudes. Yep. And then... Uh, and then expand that out. You know, once you got 400 points of allies and one thing, then all of a sudden you're real close to your 500 for an escalation somewhere sure, else. Yeah. So um, that, and then uh, also from the KO perspective, there's that uh, uh, ether, ether force, ether strike force, or yeah. something like that. Uh, it's a battalion, mixed mm-hmm. battalion between KO and um, uh, Stormcast. Uh, if you build out the Stormcast part of that, you're most of the way towards a Vanguard wing because it oh. has a lot of prosecutors. Okay. Thing. So. Um, I was looking at that one thing. I was wondering, and uh, when you do these allies, uh, I think about like specifically. I was thinking about with this uh, the KO and the uh, uh, Stormcast. Is if I'm painting up the Stormcast, do I paint them up as the Stormhost that I'd be interested in painting all, or do I paint them up as something that looks good next to you know? Do you go with a custom Stormhost that uh, color wise meshes well with that? Like there's there's a little bit of a conundrum to, to think about there and i guess it just depends on what your long-term intention the, is the true uh, high intelligence route is that both make sure it's both of them yeah Ooh. all right fair so, yeah the gauntlet thrown <laughs> i would say like what i try to do a little bit is like make sure that all my order armies have the same basing or similar basing right so i feel like they're fighting on the same ground yep 
but even then I feel like I'm the way I think one of those things is like, so like if you say you have your, your, um, your stormcast force and they're like on solid ground, rocky earth or something like that. Yeah. But then you ally in some Sylvaneth. Yeah. You might add more bushes and plant life and stuff, but have that same core sure. of the rockiness. Yeah. But, and, and like fade into more, um, plant life. And Give then if you life. have the KO, maybe they get spikier and craggier or you get some, you know, cotton or clouds or stuff in there, or, you know, you get some KO or some fire slayers in there and you add some lava cracks or something like that. Yeah. I guess basing has been less of a issue of like, than the actual models themselves, yeah. you know, how they, how it looks side by side. So that's so. where I think if you yeah. get good basing together, then oh, it pulls I'm, it, pulls it together, pulls it together. I think that, that that's valid. Want. And, and the mixed battalion is like a, a one-off yeah. thing, right? Um, sure. It's nice to be able to pull it off when yeah. you want to, but yeah, you still want an option anyway. So, um, tinkering around doing a little bit here and there um touching up some uh some shade spire stuff and uh also started reassembling the uh um the uh tower i had the uh dreadstone blight uh did you ever sort that puzzle out so yeah i was on a hobby chat with aaron and uh i realized that i it was a lot more complicated than our you know kind of put because it's designed where like the different pieces will fit to multiple different spots so it was it was a little bit of a conundrum. Sure. And was uh, this the one I dropped? This is the one you dropped. Oh. I, <laughs> uh but I I can't figure out if I'm missing a piece or if I, I or if I'm gluing it together wrong. So but uh I mean, we can crack mine open for the instructions. Huh? Uh, we'll figure it out. It, it, I mean it's a ruined tower, so it's not like there's a well, Aaron's gonna disagree with me here. There's not a canonical way to put it together. <laughs> I mean you you realize how dumb that sounds, right? Like <laughs> I respect they, you they, and I respect all, your all, intelligence, but uh, don't be stupid. Yeah, baby. It, it, it hurts me deep down at my core to hear. They've you all that. ruined in exactly the same way. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, it was destroyed one time. Yeah, yeah. And hey, one time only. I think GW released like a PDF, like iBook, back in Eighth Edition that had all this like like how to paint it and instructions yeah. and everything on it. So like, yeah, they all There's are way. all the same thing. They told you how. Hmm. They don't uh, well, same es- escalation league. Um, I'm working on my Cog Fort Empire nice. army, and for the initial 500 points, I've been struggling with like I like to fit a lot of variety in. You do, and so I'm playing with a lot of different ideas. But for this, because I want I want this army to have a narrative arc, I'm starting with a, a free free people's general and a um, what's called a great company. Mm which is a unit of 20 guard and then any other two other units. Uh, oh, is that battalion? Uh, no, it's oh. uh, part of the allegiance abilities. Oh. And it's got some complexity, and I'm kind of unsure of... Uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's got, um, basically, at the end of the enemy charge phase, units from the Free Guild Great Company can lend support to other units from the Great Company if all of the following con- uh, conditions apply. The unit... Lending support is more than three inches from the enemy. The unit being supported is within three inches of the enemy, and the two units are wholly within 12 inches of each other. Uh, and to lend support, you can either shoot as if it were the shooting phase or charge as if it was the charging phase. Oh, cool. So in the enemy's charge phase, yeah. uh, one, some of... So what's what's interesting with synergies is like the handgunners and the crossbow can stand and shoot yeah. from the old rules. Um, there's some uh, counter charge abilities built into the war scrolls. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of these, like, if you get in close in on us, we've got some, there's some synergies Yeah. and I've not sat down to figure out those, but I was like, okay, if I've got a cog fort walking through 
from Shaman, walking through the realm of life. We run into some trouble. Um, I'm not going to send the wizard out first. Right. I'm not going to send uh, maybe not the gyrocopter out first. Maybe the gyrocopter out first. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, a little scouty. Scouty scout. Yep. But I definitely will put together this uh, minimum uh, great company. Mm-hmm. Start walking through uh, the forest. Although it could, I like the idea, maybe a gyrocopter would be a better option. You know, get minimal. You don't have the great company. Yeah. You're not set up for a great company. You're just scouting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, because what I was also trying to fit in was like a priest with a griffhound or um, to kind of come out and, and check for any signs or just have some unbinding mm-hmm. in this in this 500 points. So, anyway, I'm working on that uh, with the release of Kill Team and having um, Skitari in the box. Mm-hmm. Forge Bane recently having Skitari in the box. I'm finding some good deals on those for well, sure. building out the Empire, my Empire uh, units. And then I'm um, preparing for uh, kind of a, I've got the Drukari drawn sitting in the wings and uh, hopefully oh, in September fun. I'm going to get started on those as well. Wings, because they fly. Exactly. You all got it. I got it. Did you notice that none other than Duncan Rhodes himself is also doing free company or uh, free peoples with Skitari bits? So he is using Skitari bits. I did, I, I, uh, I did hear that on Stormcast, was he talking about a couple of times, and I, I think he's using Empire bodies with Skitari weapons, whereas I'm using almost all Skitari with uh, just Empire head swaps. However, my for my guard, I'm using, um, found some plastic like gears to be shields. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then using swords from one of the other, uh, Skitari units that look like they got kind of like a gear, um, shape to them. Cool. So yeah. what, um, what, sh- what was the shape? What did it look like? Gear. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Shape. Okay. Kind of teeth. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Squared off cogs teeth. Yeah. Cog teeth. Uh, amongst the um, slows down time. I'll put this out there. Time. Putting this out there. Sure. Uh, there's this small knight Titan model called the Armager Warglaive. Mm-hmm. Out of for for the Skitari for the 40k came out in that new yep Forge Bane yeah. and with that that the new Titan release for 40k uh, trying to imagine that how it could go together as a automata Griffin for Empire oh, Griffin. Man. interesting yep mm. uh, put it together as kind of like a centaurish robot um, ah, it's too bad you can't bring an ale guzzler in because that's destruction. What would you what would you do with the ale guzzler? Sit him on I mean, top. He's a giant, right? Like no, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying like have have the uh, whatever construct be and oh, oh as have the that the thing guzzler. be a yeah. giant uh, yeah. uh, order giant. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. Sure. So um, you're thinking about making a griffin? How many griffins is this now for you? <laughs> <laughs> I did tear apart an empire griffin. So this is the first time I'm using something else to, to make, make an empire yeah. griffin. Because you I've, found out that I you have, don't have any griffins have left. Where are my griffins to, go? Yeah. I have yet to use an Empire Griffin as an Empire. That checks out. That tricks. <laughs> that tricks. Yeah. I will keep that record. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's most of what I've been working on. Uh, busy at work and want more time to play. Sure. So this escalation should help, I hope. All right, should we get into it? Sure. Let's. All right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about Malign Sorcery. I've heard of it. So this was a supplement. This is an add-on. This is yeah. an optional rule set, um, but it's so cool. How could you not play with it? That's true. You'd be a darn a darn yeah. fool. So what did you guys think when you learned that uh, Malign Sorcery was going to be this new magic-focused add-on for Age of Sigmar? Um, so I think most people were probably uh, 
most interested in how it would affect their games, like the rules and, you know, how it affected the tabletop. I'm not most people. Um, and so I was more concerned about like how it affected, uh, the setting and the lore and the background and how it changed the world as it, as it existed. Um, so I'm really into the endless spells. Yeah, I know that's, you, you nailed it. You, you got me. Um, just interested in the endless spells and sort of having a new actor. Oh, yeah. A new actor, a new player. And it's not necessarily a sentient, uh, Interaction. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's true. Maybe yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> but having a, another vector by which you know folks have to live in this world. You know these predatory spells that may exist, um, and sort of how to deal with them. So I thought that was real neat. Uh, I liked. I mean, not that you couldn't do it before, but I liked the realm spells and the realm artifacts, but maybe to a lesser degree. But yeah. uh, I was pretty jazzed from, on that front. How about you guys? I thought uh, what I liked about it was. You're adding something to the gameplay, something to the background, and unlike what we would have had in previous editions, you know, back in the world it was, it's not retcon, here's this thing that was here all the time. Like, because we have a progressive storyline, uh, these things get introduced and you don't you don't feel like you have to like, uh, okay, yeah, I guess this is just always here or you know, you know, like it, it uh it fits in nicely as an escalation of what's actually happening in the world. So they can it's a it's a cool way where they can take new rules, new ideas, new pieces of gameplay, and give them a narrative reason to exist. Sure. Well, and they they, they show up as a result of something as part of the storyline. It's sure. A, it's a it's a it's an effect, you know, yep. cause and effect sort of thing. And who knows, there may be effects from this as well. Um, yep. So very much, it, it slots into a um, time frame. Yeah, I think too because of that, uh, it's not something that you're likely to just ignore. Like you're. I think, well, I think I mean, a, we'll see, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can, you can play them, and you can add them on. Add them on. It's modular. It's not a different game. Mm. Um, I, I guess, you know, my first impression, I mean, I guess in Age of Sigmar 2.0, I lament the loss of the simple yet flawed. Mm. Like, there's some flawed aspect of 1.0, but it was so simple and easy to get into that, you know, whether you got a rule right or not wasn't that big of a deal for getting into the game and that sort of stuff. So I had some concern as far as complexity for new players. That said, um, yeah, um, the idea of, of spells, you know, spells gone wild! Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, running around the realm for spring break and sure, yeah. having the time of their lives uh, or deaths. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's just a cool element and I think, you know, there's a couple of things we'll talk about that really solidified it as a story element, um, you know, for me in terms of, like, how epic that would be and how cool it would be, both on a on this massive Necroquake scale, but also down on the, like, storytelling uh, level as well. Sure. And I guess I don't... I mean, if I did care about games, um, the good... The, like, the comparison that you could make between this and some other product is, is the... Um, what was the 8th edition? Uh, source, uh, Storm, uh, of, Storm of Magic. Storm of Magic, right? So, like, that's kind of a, a relative... Uh, well, and you have up on here, you have Warhammer Magic. It looks like it's from 4th or 5th edition, yeah, the box set. Like, that's, that. that's, that's not... another comparison. Um yeah. But oh yeah, there's Storm of Magic right there, and the, but um, I think for that to play that, you basically were playing a different game. Like I mean, you had the bones of Eighth Edition, but you were playing a whole different format. However, right, right. when it comes to AOS, we're so used to playing such a wide range of different types of games that um, it's it's this magic stuff isn't yeah. uh, necessarily a new type of game unto itself, but rather it slots onto all these different yeah. types of ways that people are playing. And and that was that was an example. Storm of Magic was an example of reading the background, and it felt very retconny. Mm-hmm. Like oh, here's all these like cataclysmic events that have happened all through the past you didn't hear about them but sure. they happened yeah you know and you're like ah oh, man like 
mm-hmm. you know, as, as somebody who was pretty steeped in the lore of the, the old world, like it, it felt a little clunky. Like it, it felt, I don't know. It felt like, uh, like when comic books do an alternate reality, oh, it felt yeah. like that, you know, uh, rather than this feels integral. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, we had the endless times where they tried to introduce another magic level. What did I call it? Endless times. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. The end times. They did. They did have a end. Yeah. Uh, but they're, by definition, yeah. very definitive. <laughs> oh, how four little letters changed the whole perspective. Um, but they had they add on kind of this this you know uh, influx of magic, and I think part of where line uh, sorcery works really well is that everyone has access to these. True. Yeah. Uh, and so where you don't get where you could get some walk if you're trying to give everybody some different stuff that only you know um empire can use or only or free guild can use or only firesiders can use mm-hmm. you have more room for imbalance and that sort of stuff i guess right or there being some runaway spells or broken stuff and so but that was a little characteristic of eighth yeah um, from, from a rules perspective like because they dumped i mean if you're using the realm rules they dumped 12 times seven so what 84 mm-hmm. artifacts into the game that you can use that's a that's a lot to I don't know like I, from from a pure rules pers- from from a narrative perspective I'm like awesome sure, like yeah. I can I can pick up an artifact that makes sense with my army from a from a competitive perspective I'm a little like it's pretty tough to you know make sure that your 84 artifacts that you're throwing in that every army has don't have a you know uh, busted interaction with something else but I think they're going to be pretty responsive with it and then to be fair a fair number of them overlap with each other yeah, you know have, it, have the same effect like mm-hmm. well I don't know there. if it's as I mean certainly that's going to be the case um, but I, where I think the key difference is is maybe more in the perceived uh, that that I have access to any of these yeah. it's it's a sand pit or it's a it's a buffet of things that everybody has lots of new stuff yeah, as opposed to being locked away, only one group gets this and it's broken. Yeah, you know, uh, so it, it, sometimes reality isn't as important as perception, mm-hmm. and so I think, it, but I think it's going over. I think so far it's been responded to in a much different way, and people are playing it and using it and experimenting with it at sure. least. Yeah, yeah, and by tagging it as an optional add-on, yeah, you, know, you kind of explicitly give the signal like if you are in your group or your basement or your or your tournament. Add it on or don't add it on. It's yep. up to you. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing with it some more through the escalation. I hope I don't run into some endless spells at 500 points, but we'll see what happens. I think you might. Depending <laughs> this on is true. Some of the, this is true. Yeah. But. I, I Actually, again, going back to the games real quick, just as a thought, I, I would say that the in, introduction of this stuff actually makes me more likely to play a game, though. If someone is more focused on that narrative type of stuff, I think this maybe draws them in into playing. So sure. you're talking about uh, your Escalation League. I'm like, well, you know, if, if you were playing with these rules, maybe I'd be interested in doing it. I'm not going to. Don't get your hopes <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. You're full of lies. Sure. <laughs> All right, so let's get into... So Malign Sorcery isn't a story... In in terms of um, narrative arcs and characters, but there is a progression here in how you know we just there's a lot of uh, explanation of how magic now works. Um, so where do you want to start? Let's start at the beginning. Uh, so um, in the beginning, Dracothian brought too far. Too far. Uh, oh. Fast forward up a little bit. Uh, Age of Myth. Sure, we can start there. Or. 
Okay. Well, I mean, no, because it does sort of touch on Age of Myth. Um, cool. So even even before even before we get into like the AOS 2.0 events, the Soul, the Soul Wars, the Necroquake, and all that jazz, it, it does spend a little bit of time talking about uh, the magic in the mortal realms, realms. And just to give someone you know new to the area uh, uh, a little bit of primer, I guess on not necessarily how magic works, but where it comes from, or like mm-hmm. what you can expect. Um, so. What do we know? What do we know about the magic in the moral realms? I guess, first what, of all, we know that the moral realms are kind of made of magic to begin yep. with, right? Like they're a, a manifestation of the, yeah. the wind. There's a, there's a couple of, of uh, myths about where magic comes from. The the free people, the um, the collegiate arcana believe that it came from this the world this world that was thing sure you know sounds, and sounds and from that uh, the winds of magic formed the the realms the eldritch council has a different idea on kind of where those things formed uh that one didn't stand out to me as much um and you know i think the the orcs think that you know gorkamorka sneezed Sure. Or something to that effect. I mean, it's it, it's all because of Gorkamork. All, all from him, basically. Yeah, yeah. Make the realms great again, uh, and uh, and so I mean, so there's these myths about where the the realms come from, but yes, they're all magic, but not concentrated evenly. Like it's not all magic is equal everywhere. Um, Correct, and that's like a, a very uh, pertinent point um, in that. Uh, and I, I think it ends up being playing uh, a part on the um, like the story later on. But the realms we know actually don't uh, have all their magic in the same in the same place uh, in the center of the realm, whatever that may be. And they've released a lot of different maps and things. So yeah. You can get a sense of what those realms look like. Uh, but in the center of the realm, uh, there's not as much concentration of magic. It's actually pretty tame. It's pretty uh, yeah. pretty real pretty real life esque. I mean, you still can, you know have griffins and shit. But I mean, yep. besides that, um, but it turns out the the far reaches the edges of our of our realms is where yeah. it's where the action is where the, the, the magic is is wild and, and that's been explored in a couple of short stories where you know so not only is the the magic wild there but the the realms are constantly forming and reforming out there where sure. they're like you know it's like think of i don't know arcane tectonic plates you know stuff is getting more is being added to the realm and some is falling away and i think that probably shifts in so um while then you guess that the realms are not infinite they're always changing. There's always something getting added. So yeah, you always have that up. I mean, to read more about that, you should check out our Pantheon review, uh, <laughs> the short story, um, to hear our opinions on that one. Um, but yeah, so it, it's because of that, um, it's sort of the difference between, you know, the difference of intensities of the magic that sort of allows civilizations to even live in these realms because in the center, folks can, you know, carry out their lives in a pretty normal fashion. Again, as, as normal as it gets there. Um, but uh, life is less... Mm, stable the farther yeah. out you get and, and it's harder to sort of eke out an existence out there yeah more mortals have a hard time um depending on the realm um obviously that concentration comes uh of magic and that that comes from the realm stones mm. um and every realm has um has a different realms type of realm stone they're called something a little bit different um and they have different characteristics uh for example um the the realm stone from uh, Akshi, the Ember Stone, uh, and kick my butt if I want to jump backwards. If I'm jumping too far ahead, just a little bit. All right, then I'll, I'll use an example though, if you want. But as an example, uh, the Ember Stone, um, it uh, burns with with um, fire magic, but it doesn't mean that it burns everything. It means, in this case, that it uh, imbues a lot of emotion sure. um, on the the person who's close to it. So if you were 
um, at the edge of the realm, you'd be seething in rage um, and, uh, you know, frothing at the mouth, wanting to just probably murder somebody or something, you know, like... So funny that oh, corn, oh, corn wow, was hanging man. out there. Oh, yeah. goodness. So that's Yeesh. that's what's already sitting. That's, you know, I, I mean, if your emotions get intensified, you're going to want to I mean, yeah. I suppose you're right. Uh, it could be passion for yeah. something, too. You sure. can just be, uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm sorry, Davey. Uh, you're trapped in the corner. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so that's just for example, uh, that's what the realm stones at the edges of the of the realm have that effect sure. uh, on people, too. So sure. that, that edge, that realm's edge is... I mean, as in most things, AOS, you, know, you take a concept like a frontier and you turn that up, you dial yeah. it up and you bring it to extremes and see what you get. So, I mean, actually, yeah, that frontier idea is something I hadn't really thought about before, but it's very like the quintessential frontier just with a whole new uh, element to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, well, I figured since I stole the future, I'd give you a little something back. I appreciate so. that. Is it worth pointing out at this point that there is one realm where the realm stone is no longer concentrated at the edge? Mm. Sore subject too soon. Oh, well, I mean, so okay. I mean, we can we can talk about that. Um, you brought it up. You 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 enlighten me, man. You so, articulate something more. Uh, Nagash, and you know, we'll talk it more about it when we when we cover Soul Wars itself. But um, Nagash has had this long running plot where he's he's bit by bit, grain by grain, had his you know skeletal minions carry. Uh, realm his the realm stone of death which is uh grave sand grave sand yep which can vitrify into shade glass um he has him carry that back to the center uh building things out of it you know but you know besides actual structures concentrating all that magical force at the center of his realm uh which is not how these realms generally operate and uh and access ritual doesn't go off quite like he wants, uh, and he creates the nadir. So he's got a, a low point, not just for his realm, but it sounds like for all the realms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's you know part of that has created the necroquake, which has created you know everything presented yeah. in malign sorcery, these endless spells, and actually all the artifacts. Uh, I, they're kind of explained that way too. Is that this unleashing of this is a uh, uh, you know forced realm stone. It, yeah. It's imbued uh, existing artifacts with greater power and that sort of yeah. thing. So I think that's how they kind of justify this, you know, big surge in how many artifacts yeah. are available out there. So. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's yeah there's a saturation that's happened, and um, you know, in terms of of how magic interacts, there's a there was a reaction, yeah. um, and from that, you know, additional you know people who sorcerers who were um, maybe they're from uh, Shimon. But they're visiting, uh, you know, Garan now are able to do healing magic when that wasn't necessarily what right. they were doing before or right. whatever. So, yeah, and then uh, so those these these additional spells are just kind of becoming more potent and, and available to any yeah. wizard. Um, so the learning of magic is easier. Um, the use of magic is easier. Mm. The accidental occurrence of spell casting is is occurring. Sure. Um, and this was an interesting thing too. One of the things I talked about in kind of the pre-Quaker, it's kind of like the existence here. And I was telling you about it, Davey, a little bit. Is it? Um, I was kind of. I wasn't sure what to expect from from line sorcery in terms of like how does magic work? How do spellcasters cast spells? Um, and we liken it to you know D and D a little bit. And D and D does a little bit of like this this putting things in categories. Wizards cast spells by learning them and studying and it's like more like collegiate arcana um you know sorcerers are innate and it's just kind of something that abuses them some make deals with demons and get pull power from and 
and all of that seems to be present here, yeah. but they don't they don't go into too much detail. Basically, all the ways that you could imagine magic interacting, being interacted with, happens in the mortal realms. Um, for instance, the Crichton overlords treat magic as a resource, and they use a, you know science, quote unquote, to bend magic to their will. Any any sufficient technology is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah, it's been said. Also, magic is indistinguishable from magic. Fair. <laughs> that's deep man I'm gonna that one over so so there's um, there's that that was an interesting aspect of this that it's just they don't go too much detail of like how magic is cast but any way that you might enjoy any trope you might enjoy for like magic being you know used uh, it can whether it be yeah like I mean and I think these artifacts are a big show of that as well sure, true. Um, well i mean you're talking about any way you can envision how magic is used it sort of exists here that's sort of the hallmark of aos right is that there's very few limits put on anything in terms of like yeah. why things exist and how things exist for the longest time we thought our realms are infinite and sort of that sort of ties into it that your dudes are your dudes and you can come with it up with basically any reason you can think of as to how they um uh, can come across their magical powers uh, Maybe uh, maybe your orc shaman did you know study a lot and read a book and that's how he knows his magic or maybe there's a, a human in, in Gur who's a big uh, Gorkamorka fan and that's where he learns his realm of beast stuff. Sure. So uh, it's up to you. So we talk about this precipitating event, the necroquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we often do with these is is talk about when is this occurring. And sure. I thought one interesting thing about this is so. We think of AOS 2.0 as being immediately following the necro necroquake, and Nagash has had this big event and you know flowing forth its forces. But we're actually progressed a little bit on from that because there's not only been time for the necroquake necroquake to make necroquake might be necroquake TM 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 necroquake to have uh, unleashed all these uh, uh, disturbances in in magic, but there's been time for people to study them and to develop them and for spells to you know there's there's already history. Of these things, so we're we're progressed. It doesn't. It's not real clear how long, but mm-hmm. uh, it it feels like more than you know, more than a few weeks, more than a few months, maybe sure. years for an entire like profession to prop up, right? Yeah, exactly. Up here, and this is a little bit. and this is yeah. Tell us more about that because that was this profession was hinted at in one of the um, you know the pre-release you know yep. articles, uh, but it captured a lot of people's imagination. Uh, so so tell us about well, this. I think before you can talk about oh. the profession, you got to talk about what they would be oh, doing right? You're right like you have to have some you're concept right. of uh, so we talked about the necroquake creating new spells and the leeching of magic and new artifacts and the ability to cast magic more easily uh but it also created um living spells sure or what we also know of as endless spells and in some cases predatory spells in terms of the the rules writing um, but before reading this, I had not heard them called living spells. Hmm. Uh, all the things called them, uh, you know, endless spells was the most common term. Uh, but that adds another element per the you know conversation briefly before was the and to the point of like that we've spent some time since that is that the the collegiate arcana the st- the studiers of magic the wizards the the you know knowledge seekers have spent some time trying to figure out what the heck these are. Uh, and one of the cool things about this book is it talks about kind of those debates, the philosophical, the, you know, um, the ecclesiastical debates on like, where does this stuff come from? You know, is this, are these living things? Are they, are they like, um, chaos demons that they are, they, yes, they are magical things, 
like made of pure magic that are pre-programmed to do a thing. Mm-hmm. What degree of sentience do they hold? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it's really interesting. Not, not the debate itself. Like I think, again, nobody, nobody's going to come down on the side of saying that these are sentient or not like, or that all endless spells are sentient or that none are right. You know, they're going to leave that open to whatever stories you want to tell. Well, I mean, cause I'll, I mean, I'll have an opinion on it. if you want. Absolutely. You can. And so you can have opinion, but like games workshop, isn't going to like, True. Tell us in Make these it stories. Canonical, that, right. You know, applies to all. Yep. Yeah. But what's more interesting to me is just again seeing how how the different races are approaching it, how they're how they're um, responding to it, and the academics will be academic, and the warriors will be warriors, and the you know. Sure. Um, I like the idea that I, I don't even I can't remember who thinks this, but someone or some group uh, suspect that because of the necroquake, it shook loose like an ancient type of magic that has always existed. And now it's just sort of uh, mm. on the loose and like available for like to be yeah. tapped by people. So that's sure. my favorite, like right. So origin story for these guys again. And GW likes doing this in their, in their background, but saying, instead of saying, this is what happened mm-hmm. saying there are, here are the different stories that people in the world tell themselves about what happened. Here's these differing theories and they all exist as possibilities, um, yeah. you know, for, so you, you can, yeah. if, if I had one critique, I would say that there was a lot of places, maybe too many where this trope was used of, well, this group thinks this and this group thinks this and this group thinks this and this group thinks that Okay. as opposed to drifting towards a more, um, first person account okay. of something. So this was, it was, it was more like, you know, explanation rather than exposition. Right. Yes. So, I so think- one of my favorite things when they do in in these books is having little call out boxes, and here's you know here's a not even a short story. Here's a you know three paragraph bit of background. There's maybe there's a bit with a Sylvaneth, and then it closes that Sylvaneth yeah. story out uh, with a with a paragraph later. But it, this one's really light on that stuff. Yeah. I think some of those entries can be some of the most evocative stuff that they yeah. do. Uh, and so it was, it was a little disappointing that there wasn't more yeah. of that. Because, um, yeah, I, I kept that pattern. Whenever you, you know, whenever you see that kind of same thing, I think this, in, when we get to the Endless Spells, the names, you know, so-and-so called it this and so-and-so called it that. It, that happened a number of times. So that pattern could have been, yeah, could have been broken up with some more, you know, stories of of a, um, you know, uh, a wizard or, you know, something like that looking through their auguries and looking through their things and, and trying to, and talking dialogue, talking to somebody else, some, you know, um, acolyte saying, no, you idiot. Yeah. You know, spell your, whatever you heard about spells being this, and this, and this, it's clear that they were, you know, a, a primordial element was awoken and they've been alive all along. Sounds like that's a prime premise for a, uh, <laughs> don't uh, even say it. Uh, don't even say a it. little comic strip. Uh, that one might need to write out. Uh, uh, I see. It's, it's ripe for humor right there, my friend. <laughs> I, I know a joke when I see it. Well, I'll let role models take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so that, that would be my only critique is that, that I would have loved to gotten some firsthand accounts and, Definitely. and shown us the like different beliefs. Yeah. Or the different viewpoints rather than telling us yeah. that there are different viewpoints. But that in of itself means that I can make up whatever viewpoints I want. Sure. And, and Aaron guess, can't tell me no. Oh, well, I mean, I'll still try. Uh, but and I guess that's also an opportunity for like a black library author to, to do what they can with that stuff, yep. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't always. But I mean, I guess we're getting more fiction. So maybe there's more opportunity to see some of that. Fingers crossed, Reynolds. <laughs> Get on it. I thought you maybe repeat more of the things that I do. That I'm just actions. Oh, sure. Now he's waving at me. <laughs> 
Oh, that oh, that's real rude, and that's that's ouch. You're right. Can hurtful. I repeat that? Very um, hurtful. So, um, yeah. So we've got some time where people are trying to figure out what's going on with these endless spells. Um, some of them, it's interesting because some of them are just happening. Mm. Like, whoa, what? How did that happen? I'm in the midst of the battle. The, the passion in action, all of a sudden, a burning head comes out, um, or trying to harness them in that backfiring, or in some cases, that desperation. Of last ditch, I've got to save my people, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cast this Ravenix, you know, gnashing maw, and it'll save my people. Oh wait, no, crap! Here it's coming to kill us. Sure, um, there's probably just as many people who are summoning summoning them with, with the with the hope yeah. of like the chaos that they yeah. cause. Um, and then uh, we get to this this profession. Or do we want to talk about what the different spells are, and then get to the profession? No, let's go with this. So there's so there's a, a new. Uh, D and D class, everybody. It's called, <laughs> called are they spell hunters? Yeah, spell hunters. Um, so basically, uh, if you got, I, I prefer spelunter. Spelunter. S P apostrophe lunter. Um, so basically, if you got all these like endless spells running around, so we talk about uh, these spells, and they, we just literally just mentioned how they could come into being, whether they're summoned or you know they're appear. Um, really, the the only real way to get rid of them, as far as we know, or the most effective way, is to like dispel them. Like hmm. they come in through magical means, and they got to go out through magical means. You know, you shoot an arrow at it, it doesn't really do anything to them. Well, and that's the thing. That was one of the funny parts for me is that some at the at the get go, people tried to stab them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I mean, take that, ye purple sun. Oh, no. Yeah, that, there was a story about this purple sun and, like... Uh, People shooting arrows into yeah, it. Try yeah, shooting arrows into it. And, so, and what was it? Somebody got really close. Uh, oh, man, I can't even remember what the, the character type was or the model type. It was like, you know, like, bam, they, they almost got there. But you just have to be touched by one of its rays. Yeah. So, um, or, or yeah, like, uh, trying to... St- the, the gnashing maw, like... Uh, Sigmarite hammers have no effect on the national. Ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's because they tried. <laughs> um, but so first off, yeah, they they tried to the, smash it with a hammer, and that didn't work. Uh, and so um, you have to have some control over the arcane arts. Yeah, to try um, and dispel them out. And they start to describe some of the kind of war bands that would go out af- go out after these. I, I feel like it's ripe for uh, some some uh, renown and ruin. Uh, you know, create your spell hunting war band. Oh, they do. I mean, there's a there's a skirmish scenario. Uh, there might be a path yep. to glory one, yep. and there there's certainly a full army scenario of trying to trying to lasso yep. in a, a predatory endless spell. So they yep. they do a good job of providing ways to um, latch on to some of the story idea. Yep, so. sure. I mean, and I mentioned it before, but I like I, lo- I love that notion of that we no longer limited to just like flora and fauna. But then whatever the F word would be for these endless, F and endless spells. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know the F word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, so because of that, we have these, these new groupings of yeah. people uh, hunting the spell hunters. Um, I like the idea of like a, a storm host has to like call in like a special crack team. Yeah. To, like specially suited to like hunting these down because sure, it's right. one thing to have like the, mag- the magic users to have to dispel them. But how do you find them in the first place? Right. You need your prosecutors. You need your vanguard wing. Yeah. Um, yeah totally. I'd watch that show. Man, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, they talk about anywhere from individuals to units to all the way up to armies that have yeah. become renowned for hunting these down yeah exactly. that's very cool it's on whatever scale you want so be it your actual army you can make an army that that's their background or you could make an aos rpg campaign when aos rpg hits it's like 
hey, your job is you got to hunt this thing down. If and, it ever um, hits. Yeah, if it ever. <laughs> there were some different motivations they gave, too, which are, you know, little seeds and nuggets. Like, for instance, um, supposedly when one of these is dispelled, there's a op- chance that uh, their essence will condense into some realm stone. Mm. And so the Skaven find that as their... They're not looking for altruistic reasons. Yeah. Um, whereas others are looking for that renown. There's yeah. a necromancer who, you know, um, took down a... a a purple sun, um, but there's some, you know, some some speculation sure. that he summoned it himself and caused the mess. But yeah. you know, like, but there's fame and glory. There's uh, the essence and power in it. Um, you know, the the, the Zinch, um, you know, a herald of Zinch or a sorcerer of Zinch was wanted to try and harness that those change magics um, into some plot, you know, mm-hmm. and make that work. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they did a good job of of creating these different plot hooks. I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's one that one again, a Zinch sorcerer. He uh, he used a instead of throwing caltrops or smoke bombs to get away, he just fired off a purple sun into the city. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> <He's> still- <laughs> douche move. <laughs> but that's uh, quickly. Well, didn't one get like someone square into like in the middle of Hammer Hall or something? That was like, it. That was that, it. That yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hammer Hall action. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oof. Da. Rough stuff. Um, I like the idea of like you you're defeating one and uh, it drops a bunch of realm stone like it's an RPG like yeah. Final Fantasy. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. Well, let's, let's talk Same about realm stone because yeah. like that's that's one of the fun things is yeah. uh, when there's a thing that exists in many different realms. How does it look in these different realms? Sure. Yeah. That's a that's a um, always an interesting thing. You know, you get to read what it looks like in your favorite realm. Or so. give me your favorite right now. Don't mm-hmm. think about it off the cuff. Uh, I am gonna say Ugu. Um, we had to edit it out, but Davey waited for five minutes before he could give us anything. <laughs> Damn it! Also, Ugu was mine. Go ahead, tell me about it. Uh, Shadowstone. Um, so what's cool, like if you can, actually which I call Shadowstone. Yeah, Shadowstone. Right. Of course you would. It, uh, it looks like billowing cobweb if you can actually see it, but the thing is you normally can't because it disguises itself. So it'll look like, I mean, I think it specifically says it looks like a rock or a log or, you know, yeah, exactly. you're like, uh, it's intentionally trying to hide where it is. And it seems to even have some like sentience of its own. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have arcane sight and you are able to track it down once you've found it and said, okay, now I see it, then it starts popping out hallucinations. Yeah. I mean, it- as far as all the stones go, like that's the like the most backstory for any of them, really. Like, sure. Um, yeah. The you guys know Ren and Stimpy? Uh, not personally. Familiar from the old cartoon. They had a song about you know on the electric fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one of them. <laughs> but it's something about uh, you know it's it isn't a something. It isn't a dog. It's log. Oh, yeah. that's I think that would be a great sales pitch for Old Goo Realm Stone. <laughs> okay. Shadowstone. Yeah. yeah, Shadowstone. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy right there. They were marketing Shadowstone. Good crossover. <laughs> Aaron, what's your second favorite since I already what's jumped on your favorite? Second favorite. Maybe the, the Hish one. Um, is that how you say it? To this day, I don't know. Is Hish? that how you say it? I say Hish. Because like But it's like Shyish. You wouldn't think they'd be so similarly named. Oh, man, this is embarrassing. Or, we literally do a podcast about this stuff. I mean, you wouldn't say Shish. Sheesh. Well, they're spelled differently. Yeah, because they're spelled differently. Shyish there is no I. In. That's true. Oh God, I don't. Guys, don't correct us. I never want to know now, audience. Yeah. Um, also, we've had. There's been multiple stories where I think they pronounce them however they want. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Also, you can't. You can't put baby in the corner. Sure. I've, yeah. All right. That's a good segue. Um, we will I, close the steps out without a with a grand musical number. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing. Um, I like the uh, the hish. 
uh, or highish crystal. So basically, this realm stone is a bunch of beams of light, yeah. um, and it takes someone capturing it before it solidifies into a, a, a thing. Um, this, this prism, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I like this uh, very. Uh, I mean, equally elusive, or I, I assume equally elusive, uh, like harder to uh, capture type of stone. But yep. when you do, well, like, oh sweet, I get a, a neat prism. Yep. What's been, uh, it's interesting, we both brought up Ulgu and Hish, right? Like, the two realms we know the least about. I'm chomping at the bit, yeah. And we've slowly been learning a little bit more, certainly about Ulgu with uh, Daughters of Cain yeah. and that sort of thing. Not a ton yet, but mm-hmm. um, it, it does feel like they're starting to get ready to give us some more information. Or not until they keep really us buying yeah. all of these yeah. books, right? No, and there's going to be a little yeah. tidbit in this one, too. Yeah. Hey, Eric, what was your favorite realm stuff? Um, I mean, I... One of the things I'm excited about, because it all kind of comes back around, is the idea of uh, the gur or the amber bones. Um, only because, like, I know that maybe I, I don't know which came first, chicken or the egg in this case, but like amber being the color for beast magic, mm-hmm. but also it comes to, like Jurassic Park comes to mind, mm-hmm. like this idea of of taking this untapped potential and this creating beasts out of it. Like, um, there's just a lot of cultural. Yeah. fitting into that so I, I really like the i love amber stone too like it's such a beautiful um cool um rock um or phenomenon um and about amber bone uh in this case amber bone and it can be such different shapes and sizes and and what comes out of it i mean it's and there's also something just nice and simple about it it's there to destroy things like it <laughs> It's effect like it has a singular purpose yeah. to destroy things. You're a simple man with simple tastes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've always said that. Um, that other good thing that was a, a otherwise otherwise there's lots. Of, I mean, yeah, that was probably my favorite. Otherwise, Azir with the idea of stardust awesome. and stuff. Yeah, and what was cool about that? They had a little tag on there with a Dracothian mm-hmm. uh, was somehow, and they're not sure how Dracothian is related to it, but like Dracothian is either as he flies around the cosmos, either creating. Comets made of celestium, or chasing them, or somehow yeah. like he's he's linked somehow, and they're not exactly sure what. Which would you prefer is. it to be, Aaron? Um, I prefer I don't know. I like like the idea of him chasing it like a like a dog, yeah. <laughs> or like a hoarding dragon, like a dog chasing sure. cars. He didn't know what to do if he if he caught it. Yeah. Um, also, I want a Dracothian book. What's that dude up to? Mm. Man, what's your story? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, fourth season. Okay, sure. I think last scene in the Realm Gate Wars, right? Like coming down in that final. Came down and battled Argentine mm. and uh, Shemon in oh, yeah. the, the battle for that cog fort, yeah. or whatever in the castle. Um, I think that's the last time we saw Dracothian take active. He got pretty savage. Then, yeah. but. So he's probably nursing his wounds, chilling with some celestite, sure. celestium, just, just celestarius, sleeping on his horde mm. of it. Yeah. As dragons are wont to do. Stardust. I'm into it. You got Guren's got cycle stone. That's cool that, because it changes with the season, so it'll freeze it'll thaw it'll evaporate yeah. it'll go back through so it's got that kind of uh, that's been a nice thing that they've been able to do with Gyron is uh is you know besides just being hey life it's verdant growth is saying everything has cycles like yeah. that's a big thing with Gyron. Uh, where's the plasma element though and that's what i want to know hmm. the fourth right. fourth state the most um, <laughs> powerful state shaman and shamanite uh and that always just Comes back into like a blob of mercury, sure. quicksilver. Yeah. Uh, so. Also lacking a little uh, creativity in the name. Um, <laughs> stood out to me. What would you call it? Uh, Trying too hard. Sil- silverite. <laughs> I mean, that's as good as some of the other ones, and it's not <laughs> named after the realm. Like um, we already talked yeah. about grape sand, and then what I thought was cool is that there is a 
yet another kind of realm stone, and that is warp stone. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, in in the recording that didn't happen or or will happen, um, Paul talked a little bit about you know, hey, could realm stone also? I mean, that warp stone is basically realm stone, but yeah, I mean, this is um, they call it out here explicitly stated. Yeah. Um, Canon. But it, yeah, it, uh, it's it's just kind of like this corrupting thing. Yeah. You know, uh, which yeah, that's good enough for me. Is so I mean we can assume that all the other realm stones like exist almost exclusively or like they naturally occur exclusively in their realm, but like warp stone that probably isn't the case, right? Like it it's not only in the realms of chaos such that like it's found everywhere. Is that right. unique to it probably? Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. I uh, don't imagine you find a ton of grave sand over in Hish or something. No. So, yeah. Nagash wouldn't all like that. So this the the city of the Skaven is on a giant like rock of warp stone. Yet they still want more, so they search the realms for it. So yeah, there's some idea that it's maybe the in, in the what was it? <laughs> okay, yeah. So maybe in the the age of chaos, they brought a lot with them. Yeah, I, and they talk about being corrupted realm stone. So it's possibly other huh? realm stone that gets corrupted becomes warp stone. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sleuth. I'm not gonna do a Yoda voice. <laughs> mm. oh, voice of Yoda, you not do. Uh, I'll edit that out. It's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, uh, all of these having these different, um, and, and that's also the theme of blind sorcery is it's bringing a lot of definition to the different realms. Um, they, there's some more of that in the core book that I'm looking forward to to talking about at some point. But uh, but just in terms of magic and where magic comes from, th- these all have like an a physical manifestation or aspect, but also an emotional um, one as well. Um, I think that's that's kind of a cool. Well, and you just alluded to, and I think we touched on earlier. I I, I love the idea that this book is it, when we're talking about magic, it's so intertwined with the realms themselves. Like this mm-hmm. is just a, this is just as much a book about the realms as it is. Like, and I mean that like on an individual sense as it is sure, about magic sure. because those are basically the same thing. Even, um, even the endless spells themselves, most of them, not every single one of them, but mm-hmm. almost all of them are specifically related to a realm. And if it's not then that's significant as well. Sure, like so, it's pointed out that it, yeah. it isn't. And yeah. we can talk, well, let's talk about maybe what they are and then because sure. a point after that. Um, man, there's a whole list of them. You guys want to talk about those? Yeah, we'll just cool crash stuff. through them and if there was something real uh, noteworthy or fun about it. Um, All right, let's do this again. Uh, favorite, Aaron, go. Uh, probably... Don't do it. Gnashing Jaws. Ah! <laughs> uh, that is... <laughs> Legit. All right. So you guys have seen the pictures, but it's yeah. it's, a, it's a series of I don't, uh, teeth? eldritch teeth without even necessarily a body behind it, just energy following it as it just chomps like a giant Pac-Man, but cooler um, and just chomping on chomping on dudes, um, chomping on armies. Um, so it's cool because obviously we're seeing some folks just get gnashed up. Um, but what you may not know, folks who have not read it, is it, it's thought that maybe these these jaws are, are attached to something you know across yeah. the, across time and space or something um that revenant Re, what am i saying ravenac yeah. is actually a dude yeah. uh buried under a mountain who's that uh, sigmar put on top of him yeah in a exactly pit. um like, Ooh, this guy's super bad so voracious and yeah. so hungry that um even summoning i guess like his av- his avatar you know, whatever the word you want to use is um ports the food stuffs back into his mouth wherever he is yeah um that's legit. legit. That's Everything cool. chomped by those jaws is actually fed on twice. Once by the jaws, and yeah. then once when it's eating back. Exactly. It's not even. It's not twice. even a one-time thing. But like you're just teleported somewhere else to be eaten. Um, so that's, that's through the cool. teeth over the gums. Watch out, 
stomach here it comes well, yeah. over the teeth here, actually that, the that's another cool thing so it, it talks about uh and it says the most common name for this thing that is in a pit under a mountain is ravenac mm. and it, different things have worshipped it uh and it's called like i think the there's a beastman tribe that calls it the the fiend in the pit or something like yeah. that but the there's a green skin tribe that uh presumes that it is like the disembodied manifestation of uh, Gorka Morka's oh, like wildly <laughs> hungry stomach or something yeah, like that. It's just his know? stomach. Yeah. Um, this one also brought to mind the old uh, maw from from uh, sure. the, Great maw. the the Great Maw from the ogres, yeah. and it was a butcher supposedly that made the first sacrifice to to Ravnak. Yeah. Um, so there's a tie there. Um, so you know, I, I like that 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 kind of fits back in some of those old you know stories or elements that could be here true and if, in fact i mean we'll get to it but a lot of the spells in the realms are actually old like yeah yeah old callbacks yeah um and you you brought up with, uh, another component that's talked about a lot for the spell is the fact that like either the creature itself or the spell it, it has a very like sacrificial element too and so people would maybe summon the spell and sacrifice living sacrifices too to sort of appease yeah. that that beast in the pit yeah um so i think Beyond just it being Jaws, which is a very bestial thing, it really ties into like the realm of beasts and yep. the lore of beasts and all that jazz. It could be a god beast. Oh, yeah. In fact, they, they speculate it. Yep. Some speculate that it could be. Some do. So, Dibs, that one. No one else My talk favorite. Laid on us. In this case, is the Quicksilver Swords. Mm. Because of our callback to the, yes. the Galmaraz stories. Solid. Uh, going to Shaman, uh, hunting down the. the um, Oh. Efrix. Yeah, who had the fortress and inside yeah. Galmaraz was there. But leading up to that was the city and there was the Lady of Swords. Um, what was her name? Solemnus. Solemnus. And how in that story she ha- she was like this. She was a banshee, right? And she, But she was a statue and she would forge these swords and she'd put a, a, a strand of her own hair in the swords. And they were just these, the epitome of uh, forged steel anywhere. Uh, and they would, uh, you know, the Stormcast that went, I think it, in this case it was um, the Hallowed Knights. Uh, um, Vindicators? Celestial so Vindicators, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. They didn't. They may have both, actually, stuff. they may have been working together. Oh. Because I, I think, think it, because Gardas was gone, so I thought it was his second in command. Oh, maybe. Um, but anyway, the Stormcast are going through here. Because, yeah, it was two units. And yeah. look at that, we're all right. It yeah. was, it was yeah. but it might have been, it might have been Vandis oh. and Celestial Vindicators going through. No, one, no they, one's high five. They weren't right? cautious enough, cautious <laughs> enough, and they got caught in this trap. And but then they reasoned with her, uh, and were able to get. Um, so, but she was banished in that in that war in that fight. Mm-hmm. But then it believed that maybe the Necroquake shook her back, brought her back to life, and uh, these are she's controlling where these swords go. And what's cool about this spell is that she's got a grudge against chaos. This spell is more effective against chaos. Oh like they, man, tying it all together. Yeah, when you can when you can link a rule into background, yeah. really kind of you make the moral realms happy. Yeah. So I like that this was a callback to a recent lore that is now yeah. in AOS one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Not only was it a callback, but they weren't like, hey, by the way, back. You know, they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, they they talked a little bit about it, but they weren't like. You know, as seen before in the Realm Gate Wars, yeah. you know, like it was, Previously just, it was just in there for you to yep. enjoy if you caught it. So and if you're a book nerd. I, just, yeah. I like how they throw stuff in that basically for us and then yeah. maybe nobody else. <laughs> Although, uh, if you're interested, there is a WhatsApp for literature, for Age of Sigmar literature. Oh. And, and you have a um, kind of thing going on too, right? 
I mean, I got all sorts so of things. So many things. Mean? But for people who like to read the AOS lore Ooh. to kind of get in on it. Sure. I, I mean, we'll, I'll, ta- we'll, I'll we'll tag it at, at the end. end. Yeah. But I just, we're not the only nerds. <laughs> no, far from it. Um. So, oh, Davey, what was your favorite? Hmm, well, Aaron took my number one. Fair is fair. And, uh, had it coming. Did I take your number two? Maybe. I was yes. considering it as I was flipping through here. <laughs> I I might go with the uh, Aether Void Pendulum, uh, specifically because it has this idea that it's coming from... So this is, the, this is the endless spell that does not come from any of the realms. Yeah. So it's from this idea void. that there's... Right, the void. Like, the void existing as... We always think about there's the eight realms in the realm of chaos, so... I always think rounds. about like constantly. Always, I think yeah, about I mean, that. like you wake up, yeah. you know, daughter needs food, but busy thinking <laughs> about the realms. Um, no, this idea, like, all right, there's something else out there. There's a void, and you know, periodically we get reminded of this, you know, the, the slaughter floating around out there somewhere. And um, so, yeah, the idea that there's not only this place that's devoid, but it's not devoid of energy, right? Like it, there's, yeah. Um, there's there's something there something sufficient to power an endless spell some force and you know especially we talk about these predatory endless spells having maybe some sentience or some force guiding like oh like so not not only do we have the not quite but almost infinite mortal realms and the realm of chaos but we have this other place to explore sure. and expand on if we want to so like, that was fun it's like the lack of a realm yeah. like it's defined yeah. by the its unrealm? negative you know yeah. um, what's the dc realm the mega uh, mega zone or something cancer verse what that's something in marvel it's there's a bizarro world sure yeah. also true yeah. all right well that's the quantum for, realm that's for a different podcast i yeah. guess um quantum zone so uh does the fact that it's phantom from the zone. void phantom, phantom zone, zone that's yeah. maybe one thing yeah. well that's, that's fantastic four right okay anyways um superman so um, yeah. uh, i know so, it from lego batman the movie <laughs> well played <laughs> we are dads um <laughs> so what is the void have to do with the spell though like how does it play into the spell whatsoever uh, explain I mean, yourself explain yourself uh it it's just where it's coming from i guess like it, it when, so when it's created one time yeah in oh one that's right that's my yeah, yeah 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 so this cool thing is like there's they hypothesize that it is if you create it in one realm it is created in all the realms yeah. simultaneously uh and it's it's just a theory but then at the very end it says like and this might explain why this is the most commonly seen endless spell sure, like oh every yeah. which way because every time somebody casts it they cast eight of them talk about mr out of context <laughs> like you're just doing thing and all of a sudden uh, oh snap oh, ding <laughs> pendulum oh crap oh. <laughs> dude i got pendulumed so hard the other day just out of nowhere yeah just out of um i i like it it's cool and i, I like the the background for something that like otherwise would have been pretty mundane i mean not, not mundane it's literally a giant like <laughs> slicing pendulum um the thing so there's that other one from the the death endless spells which i don't think we'll necessarily talk about mm. in this episode but like isn't that scythe basically this like, looks like very similar it's yeah, just a sweep sure. and scythe yeah, yeah. um so that's the one thing functionally similar yeah i'll look for you while you talk about other sure, i can see it it's right there yeah um so that's our three favorites. There is what are the other ones? some other ones. There's Purple Son of Shyish. Uh, a lot yeah. of big, big billing on this. Sure. Very powerful. Uh, comes up a bunch of times in the background. I think I'm going to give it to my Ogre Army just so I can harken back to my 8th edition days. Yeah. In my, well, you know. speaking of harking back, they have a cool little call out for Xerius because it used to be Purple Son of Xerius. Xerius, yeah. yeah. I knew I recognized the name. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Uh, catch and it. once again, it's not a thing that says, hey, you know, back in the world. It doesn't even mention that in the world it was. It's just a little piece there interesting if you don't know anything we about just it. spoiled it, it. Oh, we okay. just ruined it no it's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's 
um, here but, it says it's a you know it's a uh, guy that maybe or it was a uh, in this a, case a it's god, a right? A, right a death god um, and uh, they theorize that it's his face that is leering out of there sure. um, poor guy and a lot of these it's uh, not only do they have not only telling you about some of the spells, but there's notable, there's like a yeah. notable purple sun. Versions like, oh, of it, yeah. A very famous purple sun that is out still, like turning stuff into purple crystal. Somewhere. And that's something that we haven't really talked about the fact that, like, uh, there um, there could be multiples of them. So, like, you can, yeah. different people can summon them. And, like, they still exist and they, they get some notoriety, notoriety yeah. behind them. Um, yeah. And the, the endless is literal. Unless someone comes, like, and closes them down, they're just going to keep wandering. Yeah. Um, which I love the, all the different examples. So Maybe we'll talk about some of them. If you are a narrative Nancy, now you need to write background for your army. You need to write background, background for your, for your endless spell. spell. Yeah. Yeah. It goes on forever. Hey, and uh, its name is Frank. Hey, Eric, if you're going to write a narrative uh, Cogford army, what spell are you bringing? Um, all right. <laughs> so there's a couple of thoughts. So right now the Cogford is. Are you talking? No, I mean, no, I mean there's, there's a literal answer. He's, I mean, there's a very definitive the, answer to this a, question. There's a slow pitch. I think I think you think that because it says in the name, but so there is the cogs, the <laughs> chronomatic cogs. Yeah, and yeah, it's cogs, yeah. but it is does a couple things. It's true. Just because it speeds up army, so everyone gets to move extra, mm-hmm. uh, or lets a wizard cast a spell twice. What? But or what, two different gets us cast an additional spell, not sure. the same spell twice. What I enjoy what about the description there is they talk about like there's the small wheel that's moving fast and it's like the you know some kind of some going down then there's the you know next one that's like the turning of the seasons or something like and then the night you know all the way up to the biggest one where you can barely perceive any change as it moves and just talking about the different must have missed that line (laughs) dang that's cool it is cool um and it's uh it's from azir right so we were talking earlier about a lot of these like have have their own yeah Yeah. i guess i would have assumed it was from shaman but you would be be incorrect way wrong uh lord that over you um so like if you're doing your forever i guess your cockford army is coming from shaman right so I guess that operating in, but everybody came from Azir at some point. That's yeah, true. Wow, everyone's from Azir. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. true. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I mean your guys are maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone that's anyone, <laughs> anyone <laughs> worth mentioning. Um, oh, what you're not from Azir? Mm. Oof, yeesh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the narrative has creeped into real life a little bit here. <laughs> uh, but your Kyford army's operating in Gyran. Are there any? Yeah, it's like uh, you know, free people from Azir. Uh, building in Shaman, cog fording in Shaman, uh, traveling through Azir. Wait. Sorry, traveling through, sorry, Garan. But they have friends who are from Gur, so. Sure, it's uh, <laughs> totally cool. <laughs> we're, we're towing a line a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to mix as many uh, things in there, uh, figure out allies, etc. Uh, I know this isn't going to be a topic, but I'll, I'll bring it up. Hey, what's the the worst endless spell? It's the one from Garan. Uh, this, yeah. uh, this emerald life swarm right um model's pretty cool i mean the bugs are interesting uh this is i think maybe definitively a case of somebody making a model and then someone else being like i gotta come up with rules for this thing uh i guess it heals maybe yeah, I don't... but it, no so here's the thing though here's why it's cool it brings models back from the dead sure i guess maybe that's not my problem is, is, the problem is, is why are these bugs bringing something back from yeah the dead? that's yeah. the most like narrative disconnect of mm. like anything right i mean a pendulum with a blade on it slices yeah. people up but like these are these are buggies right what are you, what are I you guess, doing yeah I guess yeah, the Sylvaneth kind of have a little bit of a bug theme with their like their um, spites. spites and stuff. Sure. And so that's where I got it. It was a, that's just a Fair. manifestation of life. It's hard for me to look like shake the notion that like 
Bugs are they, gonna... they needed a healing spell, and where else are you going to like put it? Um, right. it kind of a just, just... It's hard not to focus on the locust. Uh, man, how do you do that? <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Um, so that's that's my whatever the opposite of an MB, MVP in the spell is. Here's your differentiation with the Shyest Reaper. One, you get a pivot. Okay. I don't think the pendulum gets a pivot the not entire either. game. I don't think it does as much damage as the pendulum either. Hmm, interesting. Thank you. Here's that deep rules analysis you can sure, sure. tie into. Right, and that was and that's yeah. and that was it. Like that was, was it. The, There's no story difference. That was the extent <laughs> the extent of the deep rules analysis. But only Nagash or Night Haunt um, wizard can wield the Shyish Reaper. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even get into it, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what the other faction specific endless spells are. But that's yeah. not neither yeah. here nor there. Right. Um, give me some more. Give me some more. I want to hear more on the spells. Uh, let's see. You got. Uh... I like the suffocating grave tide. Sure. Uh, also from Shyish. Everybody says that though. Like everybody likes. Suffocating well, I mean, asphyxiation, um, but it's this idea that yeah, that this is rolling wave of of graves and deaths, and when you get pulled into it, your body gets buried and your soul goes straight down to Shyish. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just break your body and like you just lie there suffocating underground, and then like yeah. your soul seeps out. Uh, that's pretty messed up. Nobody likes that. Awesome. Um, Everybody, hold your breath. <laughs> um, it, it's worth noting that, like a lot of these spells, I wonder why um, a lot of these spells are based out of Shaiisha. Like, I think that a large per- percentage of these There's are, are number, yeah. Shaiisha, um, ones, uh, which unfairly, hey, from whence do they come? The uh, the Necroquake, presumably. So, uh, you guys have got some dibs on this. Stuff. Did you guys like the Geminids? I did. I very cool. Hish and Gish. I did, insofar as that it's another reference to. The name of that place that exists between Hish and Ogu. What's that called? That the um, Oh no, everybody's digging through their books now. You know what you're talking where Shadespar exists and where he yep. should not be named is trapped. Um, I mean is it called Ulgish? Hidden Gloaming. Hidden, Hidden, Hidden Gloaming. gloaming. Yeah. So it's another point another, yeah. another point. Like they're really hitting that yeah. frequently and well, uh, Yeah. Hard And what was cool about this is that it it we talked about how these spells are kind of representations of the realms or like distillation of the realms and Hish and Ulgu wrote you know orbit around each other and that's something that kind of defines their role or you know it's part of what makes you know what makes them the realms that they are in the context of the greater uh mortal realms and so it's cool that there's a spell that even represents that sure where they're the you know the pair the dark and the light yeah, so. yeah. it's a very like one-to-one like not comparison but you know representation of it right um which I'm into. I, I mean, honestly, I can't exactly remember what they even do. Like, they, if you get hit by one, you go like crazy with shadow madness, and the other one, it it enlightens you to some yeah. umpteenth degree, and you go like crazy you, that way. You basically download the matrix. Sure, yeah, and then, and you, then co- you forget it all. Yeah, you, forget, <laughs> you, you come back like forgotten it all. Super depressed. Yeah. 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 Um, um, the other one that's similar from uh, Hish, Hish is the palisade or the mm, prismatic palisade. prismatic palisade. Prismatic palisade. Yeah. Um, one, what I loved the most when I saw this one is that. When we uh, we did a podcast, what talking about like what thanks, we would like from? Thanks for the invite. I mean, you got it eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it just got sent to my junk, uh, junk bef- mail folder. Before yeah, okay. <laughs> before Age of Sigmar came you, came in, uh, we were guesting on a podcast and we were talking about things that we would love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's I a couple of things like like being able to <laughs> uh, um, center stage or nothing else <laughs> uh, uh, that about kind of being able to do a lot with movement mm-hmm. and and one of the things I, f- I feel like i remember talking about was the idea of like being able to move scenery or bring up things or create 
you know, that yeah. sort of stuff. And, and we've been working on uh, siege event stuff in the past and talking about being able to move walls yeah. and change where things sit through sure. some magical means. Yeah. And this just kind of like synergized some of that for me in terms yeah. of like, just here's a wall. Yeah. What was, uh, what I thought was entertaining about the discussion of this was, you know, and I don't remember what all this does in the game. I think, you know, defensive bonuses and that sort of thing, but it physically is a thing you? that miniatures, unless they fly, <laughs> can't go over. And it really played that up. It was like, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Idenets use it a lot cause they can prevent people from fleeing or prevent them from being pursued mm-hmm. or like it really played up the like, Hey, this is actually obstructing movement rather than being like, Hey, now I just have a wall to, yeah. you know, well, I think they had to make it a point to like come up with a lot of variety of ways for it to be used because otherwise it literally is just a wall. So yeah. like, man, how do we flash this one up a little bit? Um, I mean, it had like a, I don't know, almost a two Do you page, think that there was some point where they were like just ramping their heads? Like I can't come up with the ideas. I've hit a wall. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like I like the fact that it stands out, and that a lot of these other are like damage dealing, predatory spells. So like you need other examples of like what's another way to make an endless spell that yeah. isn't so offensive. Sure. Um, and so, and I, by that I mean using offense yeah, as opposed just, to like yeah. pissing people off. Um, <laughs> Malevolent Maelstrom was my least interesting one from what it looks like. It looks like it's a ball with some wisps around it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially, it was with one of the. Um, the Ideneth casters, Tidecaster or something. And I was like, oh, it must be an Ideneth thing. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that it's a mini Necroquake. Yeah, yeah that was a cool thing. Like little eddies and pocket, you know, yeah. spinoffs of it. And then it, and then it explodes. The Necroquake yeah. didn't do that, right? So right. It's basically a spirit bomb. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it talks about whirling around, like sucking in more people, getting yep. worse and worse. There was a cool line in there about... Uh, Sometimes people say like, "Oh my God!" Like there's a there's a hero from you know like a hero from the past. I'm like, gonna save him. Like oh, I'm gonna yeah exactly. And they rush in and they get pulled into it too. <laughs> uh, and then it'll it'll uh, detonate. And then sometimes the detonation is so powerful that it will fire That's itself back one. up again. Yeah. Like ooh, bummer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> killed enough stuff in it. Um, I think of like um, in terms of necroquake, but it was uh, canoeing recently. And when you put the oar in the water and you pull and you yeah. get those little ripples in the the tornadoes in the water and stuff like that like that's what it made me think of like just the spin-off mm. from the necroquake canoeing sounds like an outside thing <laughs> yep <laughs> um we only got a couple left can you find them umbral spell portal boom and again you're talking about like what are some things that these spells can do that are not just i'm going to do damage to the other guy this is a great example of um, a increasing range of other spells um and it has so uh background wise it's cool like if you send a spell through there it's not just like okay like it got farther it is it comes out changed so you know it gives example like green lightning goes through and then on the on the back side it has a darker hue um you know uh spells spells have a similar effect but they look different like something Mm -hmm. has changed them and they theorize that it's going through like one of the most you know hidden forgotten corners of olgu to do this there's a uh there's a uh, magic user and she decided she was going to like crack the code, like figure out, okay, like how is this working? It's important to me to know how this is working. Uh, and so she transforms herself into like light energy, energy yeah. and she goes through and comes out the other side. And she went from like, I can't remember, like blue, blue eyed to, you know, like blue eyed gray or yeah. something like that. And blonde hair haired went, to gray haired. Yeah. And she's like, Nope, nothing, nothing of note, nothing yeah, to talk all about. All the same. Here's, and uh, here's actually what, now I'm going to go straight crazy. You know, like, <laughs> well, I was going to say, cause you, you, you like spend all this time turning yourself into pure energy, <laughs> losing family and friends along the way. You don't get to sleep. 
you probably no longer have relationships with you know loved ones um and you do it all in the name of uh science you go through and it's like oh i got a, <laughs> I got a hair dyed and and my eyes change color of course you'd go crazy <laughs> also because you're pure energy Assu- assuming it's even the same person who popped out there oh good point yeah what? Oh, uh, so it specifically you know I, I joked about how she just went crazy but uh she comes back and says uh she had growing hysteria, and then um, back in her chamber arcane, a, a place in which she had studied for decades, uh, according to her, it now appeared to have more dimensions, more dimensions. than it did before. Yeah. Uh, hey, I think now's a great time to talk about the, the amazing book, House of Leaves, um, <laughs> and how, <laughs> how the building proceeds to get yeah. bigger and bigger. Uh, yeah, so but that references the, um, like, often they'll do with shadow magic and Ulgu and that sort of thing. They, they even did it in the world that was, like, they'll... That has some, uh, I guess, tonal aspects of Lovecraftian sort of thing, yeah. like uh, un, unfathomable, unknowable dimensions, you know, and some the beings that live beyond. Not even talking chaos gods. Maybe she just tapped into feng shui. Sure. Like she just knew how to arrange things. Better. Yeah, I mean, it's, be. I mean, this room. But is so, she, but she couldn't. This room is so well designed. Because she was designed. pure energy. It's, it's I've, I've created new dimensions. That's how well I ah, designed yeah, this yeah. room. Yeah. So we got shackles and we got burning head. I really like shackles. I think that's going to be a fun one for movement. This idea of these. I wish it wasn't Shyish. I wish that one was Shimon. Uh, yeah, but that does, that does make sense. But I like I like the shackles as a as a movement tool as this thing trying to snare people. Um, I think that's a cool and the, I, I like the again the difference between you know a single model, a small model, a big model, two models for um, Ulgish, um, and then here you've got three you know models to to kind of work on that and so that's uh, yeah i like the variety with it too sure yeah and it's not just straight up chains like you you want to get more depressing than just being chained up whatever hopes and dreams they may have had are brutally savage and are replaced <laughs> by waves of remorse and misery a grave cold seeps through their body and the voices of everyone they've ever wronged come screaming to their mind i mean it's so, already bad enough that whoa. i got chained so they're the multifunctional chains. yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, and they don't change your they don't change your body they change your soul like your body can just uh, just keep, keep on strolling <laughs> better or worse I guess I don't know although I've heard many people feel like cha- you know they say that when you get chained up it's like your soul is sure uh, I've also heard you should never break the chain mm. Mm. weakest link <laughs> anyways um, and the burning head it is basically what it sounds like yep it's a head that's on fire nothing to talk about there <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also has like emotional. Like that's that's a thing that is often overlooked with uh, Akshi is like the you know, inflammation of apparently Eric's murderous rage. Uh, but uh, nobody else <laughs> makes nobody. Sense. No, that's just <laughs> no. emotions burn mm. hotter. So uh, this one, I, I, I just love more. Uh, this one had an interesting <laughs> story of somebody trying to use a burning head to go up against um, something in in Garan. Oh, what was the story and and. Uh, you know, the sorcerer sent it after it. It went up and they were like, oh, hmm, I don't think I'm going to be able to take that. So I'm just going to eat. Oh, yeah. It came up and there was like a uh, some water elemental or something like that. I was like, ooh, that looks like it all. Yeah, yeah. Chill me out. I'm going to turn around and come right back at you. Yep. So. yep. so instead of going after the thing that the sorcerer sent it after, gotcha. it made a decision of self-preservation. Hmm. And then, I mean. On one account, sure. One person's account maybe implied that it could have been sentient. Yeah, uh, and they have a they have a cool thing. Uh, there's, as you might imagine, there's one floating around actually, and there's a ton of bloodbound skull reapers going like that is a giant skull. If we can catch that, <laughs> man, like, instant, instant demon. Yeah. Right <laughs> super trophy for corn. Skull, skull yeah. god. Um, 
So, and then in addition to that, obviously we're getting some um, army-specific endless spells, which is yeah. interesting in terms of, I haven't read about these in terms of how they come about. Like, you know, it's like endless spell mascots. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But let's take that for a minute and just say, hey, it's cool. Yeah. What what kind of spell would you imagine if you could unleash something onto the, the mortal realms that maybe either had a signature, you know, hey, this is me, True. or maybe doesn't at all, so nobody knows it's you. Mm. What would what would you send out into the the mortal realms? Like from a personal perspective, yeah. or from my army's eh. perspective. Either way, I didn't take it anyway. Any was... way you want it, that's the way. And you didn't get to never break the chains, right? Nice. Um, I don't have an answer. Like somebody else answer first. Uh, I mean, I I would like to see them go back. There's a ton of uh, uh, battle tomes already out with a lot of opportunities to do that. I would not be surprised if they. Had a like malign sorcery add-on box that was like, here's some more, and these are the ones that are for bone splitters or you know whatever the case may be. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that might be uh, pretty rad, um, but I don't know that I could uh, pop one off. I I don't have a concept for one, but like I would love to see what a fire slayer version of an endless spell would be because I think that would be that would break the norm. Like a, a lot sure. of these other armies, like they they already cast spells, you can get a sense of what what they do and what those spells yeah. would look like, but. Fire Slayers, not known for their their casting ability. Right. Um. What would what would that look? Would it be burning be, axe? Sure, maybe burning axe. That like, but then also pendulum. So, yeah, pendulum know? burning axe. Pendulum burning axe. Oh. Uh, but it would be it'd probably be rune based. It'd be fire based. It'd yeah. be um, some reference yeah. to their god in some capacity. I and wonder what it would be. They do talk about uh, Fire Slayers being like the most attuned in actually to magic. It's mm-hmm. just that they use it to harness. They harness yep. it in runes and weapons yep. and all that sort of thing. So. Well, that is, yeah. That, that it's, yeah, it's not cast. It's imbued. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Dispossessed could be cool if there were some sort of like a lock or something that was like this big defense mm-hmm. or big like immovable, like uh, you know, blocks this huge radius of areas. I like the idea of like uh, for Nurgle, like <laughs> be disgusting, like, like Blob. The blob from mm-hmm. from you know like this Inim- gelatinous immovable object, um, uh, kind of kind of like the the grave wave, but uh, you know just this blob that just slops along the way, <laughs> uh, moves around engulfing things. Oh, you didn't mean the X Man, the blob. Nope. Okay, gotcha. Not this time. Next time I will. <laughs> Not this specific time. Uh, <laughs> uh, bone splitters would be cool to have, just like like a big pile of bones. Um, although. It, I mean, not quite. I mean, you definitely want to get like an animated like bone golem or something at some point. But like that a, or T Rex, right? I mean, there's no reason they couldn't be something similar to that. Yeah. yeah. The harder ones are like the Kraken Overlords. Like, would magic somehow manifest itself? Like they're using it in their engines, right. uh, or and it comes out as a giant bomb, like a magic bomb or a, um, a harpoon. I know if those speed bombs get throw out some blue sparks as they fly around or whatever. I know Aether Gold isn't a realm stone, but you'd think that they could be able to tie sure. something like that. Oh, into that's that. a good point. Um, um, and what, who's the other one? The, I don't know. Tell I'm me. surprised that they didn't mention, now Now you talk about that, I'm surprised they didn't throw out a, like, hey, Aether Gold, it, like the Necroquake had this effect on Aether Gold. That's, sure. But the know. one reference to Aether Gold they did do is, those, is the swords, right? Like At one point they were like defending an Aether Gold like, uh, take or minor. Did I make that up? Uh, yeah, well, I think I don't think you thought, have the imagination. There's, <laughs> Darn right, I don't. They're saying Dwarden <laughs> thought that uh, the um, Quicksilver blades mm. uh, 
were imbued yeah, with the, Aether Gold the, the in dust them, and that the them. only people who could, you know, take hold of these swords yeah, were yeah. people who are worthy. I gotcha. Yeah, that was another cool. Yeah, the, the each of the Quicksilver swords is meant for a great warrior, yeah. um, but also, yeah, the the cloud of Aether Gold around them would be very valuable. If you can catch them, go ahead. Um, I think it'd be cool for another for Ideneth. They talk about their kind of um, city building magic. Mm-hmm. So to be able to like build some coral reef um, or something that's kind of like a palisade, but has some like f- like eels pop out of it and bite at you or something. Yeah, like that. I think I think something that uh, uh, sort of solidifies their sensory numbness that they feel down below. So like mm-hmm. you get it in, and then like casters are at some reduced level. Like they yeah. need to roll a three up to even be able to cast, yeah. or you know, your movement is reduced. You know, just some yep. some kind of debuff that represents plunging yeah. somebody else into the the uh, isolation chamber that they yeah. seek out for themselves. Yep. I don't I am sure it never will be because I just know how GW operates, but like you know the um the ether C that they do, it's kind of an endless spell unto itself, right? That's true. Like yep. in a way. Sure. Like it, yeah. I reckon it to doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, to... All that jazz. Yeah, just a ether buoy sitting in there. So sure, sure. Um because I think it has like the effect yeah. uh like widespread on a given like setting or a given bad battlefield that like a, an endless spell would have. Ooh, table wide endless spell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have a model, which I guess is kind of. You know, oh, don't let's not yeah. don't assume. You know, Skaven yeah. are going to have some sort of bell. Sure, there's going to be some endless spell bell sure. that comes around ringing. You're tied like, oh rats. Oof, yeah. tied of rats. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so if they want to make it easy, they just sort of like repeat some of the like the spell like yeah. basics, and they just like slap rats on it instead. Yeah, the side and the pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Well, the the um, minotaurs, what are they called? Um, Beast Bulgors. Bulgor, they'll have like a labyrinth and the spell <laughs> that uh, they get trapped in. Board wide and the spell. <laughs> tweet us, tweet us with your... Uh, yeah, with give us your best, yeah. Uh, awesome and yeah. spell ideas. Um, so those Ima- cool. Endless possibilities. <laughs> endless fun. Um, that's the endless spells, but as we mentioned before, I think endless spells are not the only thing that the Necroquake created. Uh, obviously, there's those realm spells and there's yes. also uh, artifacts. What are we going to do? We said we are going to do it. Um, and uh, artifacts and the realms. Um, we'll go quick. There's way too many to talk about all of them. Um, let's let's do our favorites. Yeah, we said, yeah, we're, we're not going to cover them all, um, oh, but there's, how many did you say there were, Davey? Uh, what did I say, eighty-four, something like that, something like, and that's just the spells, right? Like, is there that's all... just no? That was the artifacts. Okay, gotcha. slightly less than that. In there's, spells, there's so. too many. So a lot of them, I think, were pretty simple. I think they got to be pretty simple. We're, yeah. I think, before we start recording, we're talking about like the ramifications of the rules, and it'd be really hard to balance all that stuff. Sure, um, but you want to so, go a little conservative on yeah, them, exactly. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the things, even the spells, um, and the artifacts, are pretty standard, like fantasy fair, which. Honestly, kind of a breath of fresh air for some of this like crazy off the wall stuff. Sometimes I just want a mundane, yeah. you know, plus one sword uh, type thing. Yeah. Um. So that that was nice. Um. But let's talk about spells. Yeah. So each of these spells, besides having the rules with them, uh, each of these spells and artifacts have like a one, maybe two sentence blurb about it. Uh. So we're just going to run through like favorite spell, favorite artifact. For me, a favorite spell from the realm of Gur was a uh, cower. Transfixing a beast with a steely glare, the wizard briefly binds a creature to their will. It felt like a cool, like it made you feel like, yeah, this is a relevant spell that would exist in this realm. Has an interesting effect on the table of like affecting monsters specifically. Um, kind of corner case and fun for that. Like you know, I don't know. So it you know makes you makes you prevent a monster from charging or you know whatever the case may sure. be. But the, like the realm of beasts, um, 
it, it's kind of like the maybe the narrowest of some of the realms. Like that's a real specific thing to be a, a realm of. So anything yeah. they can do to like highlight that and really focus, like double down on the beast stuff, which I, mean, I think Tower is an example of that. I think I'm a, I'm a fan of. Yeah. Uh, are we sticking in a realm? You want me to tell you yours in that realm or just a different realm? No, My favorite, favorite, no. favorite, favorite any. Uh, Shaman. Because again, I'm kind of working in Shaman right now. Um, I went to artifacts. Didn't mean to. Um, I really like the concepts of, of working with metal. And so the, the curse of rust is pretty cool. Um, the idea that you just cause metal to degrade sure. um, really quickly. Um, and that's a, it, I mean, it's pretty utilitarian. It's practice one from hit rolls and save rolls. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty powerful, pretty powerful. Um, um, what's cool about that is like, you can get really latched on with realm of metal stuff of like, Oh yeah, they cover this person in, you know, shining armor and give them a, you know, better swords. And this is a reverse of that. Like yep. you, can, you can go both directions with that. Yeah. You know? Breaking that. Yeah. Um, mine comes from the realm of Ugu, realm of realm of shadow. It's this, uh, phantasmal guardian. Um, so basically, a wizard uh, is summon, summoning a, a creature of pure shadow, and like, and it protects him from harm. So in this ex- example, it lets you like de- deflect wounds to something else. Um, but I just like the idea. I mean, so you're in the realm of shadow, and it's a lot of uh, like hiding and a lot of misdirection and things like that. But this is a, a taking the shadow and making a very I don't know if it's physical or not, but a, a very direct, defined thing and being like, well, nope, it's gonna this guy's gonna protect me. So I think it's sticking with the theme of shadow but then it sort of uses it in a different direction um and it's not so much uh like hiding and, and ob- obs- obscuration and uh, like yep. the idea of having a little shadow assistant this is one of those cool cases too where um you know this that's very much a rule from uh death uh, necromancers can do that around zombies and skeletons or whatever but here if you're playing in the realm of shadow anybody any hero is going to be able you to do that which is kind of cool yeah um, yeah, and and specifically these spells it, are happen when you're playing in that realm. When you put a game in that realm, any any caster you have can cast any of those spells. They right back on. Are you able to throw an artifact out? Yeah, I'd love to do. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. Uh, it's actually a grouping of of artifacts. Um, so it's basically any of the weapons from Gyran. So the entangling blade, or the blade of Hammerhall Gyra, or the less so the the sunder blade, but. That, uh, we've heard in some of the Black Library fiction that we've talked about, there's a lot of uh, different mm, civilizations, that I guess, that live in Gairan that really focus on utilizing the woods and you know trees and literally wood to be their, their armor. So it doesn't say explicitly any of these are made of, of wood. I'm mm-hmm. sort of extrapolating a little bit. I feel like that's something Paul would do. Um, but uh, I, I like the idea of using, using weapons as part of, like, you know, imbued with the power of, of life in the woods. And maybe they're wooden or they're, they're, they focus on the woods and they... Um, use that to their to their advantage. So I, I, mean, I have a whole wood elf army that's sort of my my jam uh, historically. So that's what I'm drawn to. Guy ran a weapon. I've got another shaman, shamanite darts. Uh, back to the whole quicksilver blades. Oh, yeah. uh, you have to say that when you throw them. By shamanite. Like, shamanite. Shamanite. Um, and these are just manifested blades that just come out of nowhere. You throw them, um, but it's a cool. Um, you pick an enemy unit, and for every model in that unit, you roll a dice, and on a six-up, suffers one mortal wound. So it's a lesser version of the Zinch. Um, it's a Zinch spell. It's like that same thing on a four-up, and you like delete yeah. half a unit. This is a little bit nicer, <laughs> but still f- a, a fun uh, tool and very cool as far as the theme of the Quicksilver. The I imagine you're throwing Realm Shamanite at them. Yeah, darts. Yeah. 
that's then, within the name. Sorry. But then I you, just swore but then, a bunch. But, I, then you, <laughs> but then you do that, and in midair, midair it just turns into a puddle of Quicksilver, and they're like, ew. <laughs> Don't get it in your mouth. I'm going to say that again. Hit it's me. cool that you're throwing Shamanite. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Davey, I can't uh, wait to hear yours. Well, so, in general, I fixated on the Ulu and Hish again, because these are, these again, you're getting little hints of, like, here's here's what it's like in the realm. Like... Well, I mean, I want, there's something I want to talk about about that, but keep going. Yep, all right. Um, but specifically, I went to, I ended up folding on the, or uh, landing on the Blade of Folded Shadows. I really enjoy, like, I, just the name there is, is cool. Yeah. Um, and that happened a lot with Ulgu, where they'll talk about, like, a prison made of vitrified lies, or, you know, like, just these, this idea. Nonsense, like, basically. Yeah, total nonsense, but sounds cool. Yeah. You got me. You know, you dragged me in there. Um so there there are any number of them but they 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 seem to give you more of an idea of what what that realm was about um all those artifacts and that that one not only did that but had a yeah. there was a not to go backwards but to go backwards um there's i think there was a story of either the burning head or another one where once it was dispelled they were able to collect the remains of it and forge it into new weapons mm. which were much more powerful because they'd already killed a bunch of them oh, yeah, <laughs> you know totally. so like I, this this idea of uh, a blade forged out of a uh, uh, Olgu-based endless spell or something like that would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. The just... blade is forged from weightless darkness. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Even more nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. um, you, you talk about, we had mentioned it before, so this is kind of going backwards, but earlier in the book, it, it sort of talks about how uh, a lot of the races or the factions that exist, how they came across their magic or, uh, you know, how they how they interact with magic. We didn't go into it because a lot of it we've talked about some of our previous books. Um, but what it does do is it calls out two factions that we have not talked about whatsoever. It yeah, makes it a point to yeah. talk about, uh, like, factions that have battle tones for, for the most part. Like, not, right. not exclusively, but um, especially in the Order, it talks about your Deepkin, it talks about your Daughters of Cain, etc., etc. It calls out Light Elves, and it calls out Dark, or dark Elves, yeah. or, or Malarian's Elves, and yeah. Techless's Elves uh, yeah. 2.0. Um, so, you'd only do that if, if it was leading to something. So, we talk about previous yeah. books always giving us a little bit of hints. There's another, another example that we're sort of heading yeah. in that direction. Sure. Totally. Um, which I was like, oh. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think, like, like you, David, I'm always looking forward to that next thing, and I think the next yeah. one of the next things is going to be the the light and dark. Uh, well, yeah, the, the, yeah. I won't add more. <laughs> couldn't, 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 if you couldn't, yeah, couldn't have, I, There's I, nothing covered, more to say. Head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> um, any last words then about uh, the the stories in this book? What we learned from it? Anything else pop out at you? The, so the last nugget. I thought it was fun to have like a. A, again a deepened understanding uh, of this there is a slight and i've not played this stuff on the board mm-hmm. um there's a slight disconnect where you like read about something like like everyone almost everyone contact or coming even vaguely close to a burning head like explodes in a flame and those that don't like you know flee in terror and are never able to forget the horror of it you're like oh my gosh look at this thing and like but you have like d3 mortal wounds yeah. minus one bravery you're like oh all right, you know, it, and that's that's totally fine. Like I, I'm sure they they play how they need to play on the board, but like, and, and you get that with any of these. Where well, like sure. it, you know, right up. the the magic is the hero of its own story here, mm-hmm. and so they're, they're well. They've got a good hype man in the book. What's cool about that, I think, is that maybe we're playing with the baby versions of sure. all these spells when oh, we're cast yeah. on the table. I mean, you look at the picture of the uh, prismatic palisade, and it's a literal mountain made out of yeah. you know yeah. prisms. Um, the board thing and if we did pull height. this into a campaign of some sort yeah we could and, and it talks about how these endless spells can gain 
power, yeah. uh, we could we could have something gaining leveling up. But wait, David, did you say you wanted me to be able to cast a burning head that did twelve d six on your on your army? Go for it. <laughs> no. You heard it here. Yeah. That's why I bring the Cygor. <laughs> <laughs> Any last things stand out for you, Aaron? Um, I'm itch- I hope I hope this isn't the end of it, right? I hope I hope like any background or any like you know Black Library books will start referencing this. this. This is indicative of like the times that we're living in currently, and I hope that's reflected in the the lore. Yeah. Um, I have no reason to think that it won't, um, but it. Uh, I there's an infinite number of ways to like in- integrate this into the stories going forward, and so I, ho- I hope they do. We talked about relative to you know previous editions this feels like a part of the story and so be i hope it remains part of that yeah, i agree yeah, it's yeah. a good thought um yeah and i th- yeah i mean i think they've got a lot to mine i like that certainly there could be a come a point where they control magic again and and whatever but what i like the most and what i encourage the most is that this is something that like not every story has to have endless spells okay. in it yeah. in the same way not every game needs to have endless spells in it i think especially if you're doing narrative you can pick and choose if you're doing campaigns. Maybe it comes in, but it's not a part of the whole story. And maybe the same with matched play. Um, you know, I hope that there's variety. I hope people test it out and that sort of thing. But it's very much self-contained, but brings a lot to the to to what can be possible from the endless spells to the realm specific um, spells. Which you know, if you're playing in that realm or the realm specific artifacts if you are creating an army from a specific place, which I also think is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I just, I like the add on and the possibilities there. Um, are you ready to get out of here? Let's skedaddle. All is right. Something we said we were going to talk about at the end. Well, so you want to rate it. What would you rate this? I'll give it, uh, how many unspells out of endless spells out of 10? Well, I'm trying to think how I can reference. I'm going to give endless it endless number of spells, 10 chomps out of 10 chomps from Ravnik's <laughs> gnashing jaws. Nice. Nice. There. Um, I'll probably go, I was, this was the part of the release I think I was most excited about of the different releases, but I would say I'd probably give this an eight out of 10, um, pendulum swings. Um, is that an individual, like one swing or is it a set of swings? Does it have to come eight, all the way back to be one? It could have been 10 swings, but there was only eight. Gotcha. Um, and that's, I think because of the not, uh, not having the opportunity, missing the opportunity to tell some specific POV. Yep, POV from from various wizards or you know that sort of stuff so that that would be the big one and then I th- like Davey said there's a couple of things where the stories were bigger than the table although they you know there's still some cool connections to stuff but yeah. I'm going to take my rating back real quick. I'm going to drop it down to nine because the life one narrative just isn't, the life isn't very good. <laughs> so that's, that's nine, nine chumps. Bugs? Healing? Oh. Yeah. Get out of here. Seems uh, like nature. Two out of two geminids. That was actually crossed my mind. I was going to use that as the rating. Yeah. Uh, I I think I had you know pretty modest expectations of it and yeah. hadn't been playing a ton, so I didn't have like oh my, you know, I didn't have big fears or hopes as far as how it was going to impact and you know met what I was hoping for slash didn't do anything that I was worried about. You know? You're very worried, dude. Um, you so can you can get all of these uh, spells for playing on the table in the Azir app. Um, but, uh, the lore, the different kind of stories in here were definitely, I think, worth, uh, spending time in and learning about. And obviously they've baked in a number of these, uh, reference resources. So I think it's scenarios in here too. Yep. Yep. So I think they've, they've added a lot in this and I I don't think it's a, it's not a super expensive, uh, you can buy the book on itself. You don't have to buy it with the models. Uh, you can also buy that book digitally. 
Um, but if you get to all of those models, then you just have all those options and cool things to play with. So definitely recommend this as a purchase. What's the over-under on how long it'll take Eric to cannibalize some of his endless spells for conversions? Or <laughs> completely build from scratch every single endless spell. Uh, Both, right? Yep. Like, you, you <laughs> well, so something. here's the thing. The gnashing maw is actually going to be used for a model, and then I'm going to use a model for the gnashing <laughs> maw. <laughs> um, yeah, I've already got ideas. Oh, yeah, but real quick, we were going to talk about that Goodreads. The thing was Goodreads, uh, if people wanted to read more. Hey, before we go, Aaron, is there anything you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, um, just it's not a big deal, but if anybody uses the Goodreads social network uh, to talk about books, um, I've been just keeping tabs on all the different Black Library releases. Black Library releases. Um, so if you're interested what came out when, in what order, and what is available out there, what yep. goes together, check it out. Yep. And if you're interested in joining the AOS Lore WhatsApp group, this up on twitter cool it's time for our reforging like and subscribe our youtube channel comment below if you've got some thoughts and ideas on what we've covered today leave a review for us on itunes follow us on twitter at the mortal realms davy where can we find you on twitter at red underscore z aaron i'm at at jose and this is eric at stone monk gamer Good job. No, I, well, I didn't make it. Good job, you. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> you looked right at me. And it's, it's weird not having a video component to this. <laughs> Weird, you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 people, let, let people behind the. Uh, it is. We're trying something like, a little different. Curtain. Yeah. Um, Out of necessity. <laughs> um, all right. It's time for our reforging. Like and no. <laughs> yeah, Too bad Paul couldn't be here. He. Uh, I tried to invite him, but he was like, "Screw you guys. Screw all the listeners. Yeah. Screw iOS." I, I, hate, I was like, "Man, that's rude. You got to be cool." Everybody. He's yeah. like, "I'm going to make a corn army, yeah. and it's going to be no magic <laughs> at yeah. any point." Yeah. True story.